Yeah, what's up? What's going on? You already know in the hog go, y'all. It's the Ruger Express, another edition. You know what I'm saying? We're here. You know what it is, man. You know what the acronym is. Culture, urban, technology, and sports. You know what I'm saying? Now, I ain't gonna front. Listen, this is this is a cross-branding series. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Also, too, I know this man personally for a long time. Just recently found out this man sister we had in season one <laughs> you know what i'm saying we had sig the trick yes, here in season yes, one yes sig, you know and how small how, how small this world is shout out to bg you know Absolutely. um man what, what can we say about this man i mean definitely American for me community for me besides community you know what i'm saying just for me alone what i've seen him do in fashion you know we're talking about a a very 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 Oh, I thought you were talking about BG. Are you talking oh no, about no, me? BG. I'm talking about you. No, shout out to BG. What he does for community, but I'm, but I'm, I'm doing the I'm doing the alley. I'm doing the alley for you, oh, sir. My bad, my before bad. we get to the intro, it's all good. My bad. My no, no, no. Bad. My are bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but nonetheless, you know what I'm saying. Just everything that I've seen of this man, what he's done is just like phenomenal. You know what I'm saying. And, and I say phenomenal in a sense because, and he can correct me if I'm wrong on this. When it comes to the fashion culture, you know what I'm saying. It is a very when I mean very rigid yet whew, stern culture Absolutely. in a sense. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And especially when it comes to if a black creative oh, yeah. or black designer or black figure comes into that realm. Now Absolutely. it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Look what they're doing to Andre Leon Talley right now. Right. Right. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And we, and, I, and I want you to touch on that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, This man right here to me, you know. Let me let me tell you, I've I've, I've seen it in front of him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've seen it. Front row seats. He's getting that, regardless. There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Whoever you, whoever you want him to style, he's done it. He's styled. So we're gonna get to those stories as well. Uh, nonetheless, I got Chris Collie, aka the fashion guy, NY, in the building. People, what is shaking, Chris? What is going on? Thank you for having me. Bro. Yes, Thank listen. You. There is listen, listen, listen. It had to be done. This is a long time in the making. Absolutely. As both of our that. careers have, have intertwined many times. Absolutely. We've both have been busy. We both have been doing what we do in perspective, you know, respectively in mm -hmm. our uh, fields and everything like that. Absolutely. But overall with you, you know, as a, in, in, the, in the, you know, in the prelim earlier today, was talking with him mm -hmm. and this is how humble he is. He doesn't feel he's even done enough in this fashion. But I've, but for me, mm -hmm. for what I've seen, you know what I'm saying? I, I seen the impact, you know what I'm saying? Because of whom you've talked to, you know what I'm saying? A lot of black designers thereof, mm. it takes them probably like eons, if you want to say, in this culture Absolutely. to get to talk to the figures that you get to talk to and produce <laughs> and say, hey, this I need here. This model has to go there. This is what has to be done. Can I get this done, please? A lot of, a lot of hard work. And, and, and sometimes some, some snap fingers. Some snap fingers, but we understand what it is. Yeah. But Overall, you know what I'm saying? This is why I'm, I'm so happy to have you here because, you know, you, you're being of the fashion culture, <laughs> culture, urban technology, and sports. This is what it is. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? What's good, son? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're shaking. We're shaking, bacon. Oh, What's up, man? Nothing. I'm just, I'm just trying to actually uh, take the culture further because right now we're in a crucial spot where we're at that precipice of, whether we can go backwards or go forwards, mm. you know? And right now, I think COVID was a blessing in disguise in many ways. And my condolences to everyone that lost lives during this time. Right. But as far as our black culture, uh, it, it taught us that we needed to come together more. We needed to see mm -hmm. each other as the royalty we are. Mm -hmm. But now we're at that point where, okay, now that we see that, we have that awakening, how do we do good business? Right. How do we start elevating our culture in the sense of bringing the dollars to us mm -hmm. and not being sold to, but actually having seats at the table or creating our own tables? Correct. So uh, a lot of people that reach out to me are asking me for that guidance. And, you know, I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, it all starts with it starts with everyone. You know, uh, I can only be so much of a conduit. But what I what I prided myself on doing was at least leaving the door open so the person that might be better than me or, or has more connections can mm -hmm. come through and co completely shut down the door where there's nothing there anymore and everyone can come in. So right now, 
you know, when I when I first started with fashion, right, I, I was thinking about what year was that? Oh, man. I mean, no, we can show it. Listen, hey, it is what it is. The creatives know the Roof Spray has been in this for fifteen. You've been in oh, it like man. almost fifteen, twenty, oh. about twenty. I mean, hey, 20. I mean, we don't we look good for our ages, but absolutely, listen, absolutely. Listen, <laughs> no, but real talk, like, like, let my creators know. I mean, this is uh, what it, what the platform's about. You know, they, they get all the information. Let's see, wait, wait. Uh, t- okay, so 19, 1990, no, wow, 1993 Ooh. was the first year. Oh, that was a crucial year. That was a crucial year. As far as for fashion, what high school you went to? Xavier High School. Ooh. Yeah, I played ball for Xavier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so um, so 1993, because my dad was an executive in Bloomingdale's. Fun, quick story about my father. Wait, which one? Huh? The one in 59th? Yeah. Woo! So, so he was the first African-American uh, major executive in, in Bloomingdale's and in, in the 59th Street branch. So uh, he he was, long story short, my dad, you know, didn't have a college degree, got got a job at, as a stock person in Bloomingdale's. Wow. And uh, five years later, he was one of the VPs. Wow. So, so um from that and my dad was you know my dad was you know street guy. So mm-hmm. um he always looked at it where he had a responsibility to make sure that he took care of the black people that were in Bloomingdale's, right? So one lady named Laura, I'll never forget her, God rest her soul. She was the manager of Tommy Hilfiger at that time, the section downstairs. Remember, right. you come yes. downstairs yes. in the whole men's area. Rooks Ray knows as, as an avid art and design high schooler. Av- oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right, around right around the corner. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. <laughs> you know. So, um, so when I would go after practice and meet my dad, he would tell me, uh, you know, just go in the store, go to Laura, you know, look around the men's area just till I get off and then we can go home together. So Laura was like, um, you know, just tell me what you like. So I would show her the pieces I like. And then she said, all right, start putting the pieces that you like on the outskirts of the actual section. Mm. So I did that. She said, we're going to do an experiment. You know, let's see if they sell. So I did that and they sold. And when I came back, she was like, look, look at, look at all the pieces you put out. And they were all gone. She was like, you have an eye for this. So now every time we get a new product, I want you to start helping me merchandise. That's called merchandising. Yeah. So that was my first term that I learned in fashion was right. merchandising. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I told dad, and dad got mad with me. He was like, why are you touching the product? You shouldn't touch. Do you understand this? Cameras on you. You're black. They're looking at you like you're stealing. She's black. So um, he started bringing me into meetings with him. And then one time I was in a buyer's meeting, right? Oh, Didn't know wow. I was in a buyer's meeting. Now he was just telling me to be quiet. And it was a buyer's meeting for uh, Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger. They were they were selecting what they wanted to buy for the upcoming season. And what they were selecting for the young men's, I was like, you know, we don't wear that because I went to Xavier High School, so I'm around all these rich kids. And yeah. I see the Tommy Hilfiger and all the stuff they're wearing. And I'm like, Dad, they're not wearing that. And he's like, I'm like, no, nah, come in, come in, let me show you. So I was pointing out different things, and the buyers, of course, were pissed. They were looking at him like they were looking at my dad, like if he wasn't your son, you would have, you would have, you would. <laughs> we would have thrown him out out the window right there. Yeah, so right. He was like, "All right, let's just do an experiment." Mm. He's like, "You pick five items from Ralph and from Tommy. Let the buyers do what they do, and we'll just see." So I picked some items out, and then when they came in for the next season, they sold out in the first day. So my dad came to me and was like, "Listen, the buyers want to talk to you now because they think you have an inside track." I didn't have an inside track. track. You I just, just you told what, the, co- looking, what yeah. the kids' culture was, was what it was. Who, who was, what was who lit. Was wearing everything, What right? was lit and what wasn't. What we wasn't rocking But then with. I started learning about wholesale orders. I started mm. learning about the, the actual lineage of profit margins and what not overspending so there wasn't dead inventory. Mm-hmm. So once I started learning that, I said, oh, this is kind of dope. Okay. So I went to college, forgot about it. It was like, all right, I'm, now I don't want to be Fred Colley's son anymore. Because it was always, oh, that's Fred Colley's son. I'm like, yo, my name is Chris. Chris like, right, right. I have a name. Like, right. you, you can call me Chris. Chris you man. know what I mean? They were like, oh, Fred Colley's son. I'm like, yo, it, it's, it's longer to say that than just say Chris. <laughs> like, just say Chris. <laughs> so when I went to college, I was just like, you know, I'm not, I, I just want to try to find my own way. And, and, and I, I'm not going to lie. I was rapping in college, you know, okay. doing the rapping thing, and DJ Envy went to college with me. So, oh, lit. So, yo, my creators. Oh, my God. Yo, my yeah. creators. Not to, not to interrupt the story. Mm-hmm. We're going to still stay on it. 
my creators, if you don't understand this season two pattern, not only has is, is pivoting been key, but it's been the transformation or the or the or the adventures mm-hmm. of people that the people I bring you meet on their adventures. Just like yeah. all right, so episode. If I'm not mistaken, episode 26, mm-hmm. right? Billy Dan's, right? Mm-hmm. So Billy Dan's talk- shout yeah, out to shout MOP. MOP. You know what I'm saying? So Billy Dan's talks about how when him uh, when MOP went out to I think it was San Diego, mm-hmm. I forgot it's Cali. Mm-hmm. They went to Cali for for I think a promo run I think, mm-hmm. and legendary Ice Cube shouts them out. Get out! Come up to him like yo. Real quick, really? big ups. Yeah, go listen to episode twenty six. Dead serious, bro. Wow. So it's just, it's just amazing to hear it's from you that yo, it's a small world out here. And I tell what you what how saying? small it is. I knew Gia before I ever met Rashawn. I mean, no, and Devi. Yeah, we what Queen's thing. You know, Queen's thing. Queen's thing. We know. We, we know. Yeah, yeah. We know. I knew Gia before I knew Rashawn because we had a mutual best friend, right? Mm. And Gia was saying, uh. Oh, when you get to college, you know, uh, you think you're the hot, hottest thing out there. Da, 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 Cause I was like, oh, you know, no one can mess with me with dressing because I had the hookup. You know, my dad was getting 75% off. So like a hundred dollar sweater was a $25 thing. It was nothing to you. So I went into college thinking I was all this, that, and third. <laughs> and then Envy, <laughs> Envy came. This man had his socks matching his polos. I mean, he was decked down and he was the only freshman that had a car. Right. Because he was allowed a car on campus because he was a DJ. Mm-hmm. Right. So he had, I never forgot this. He had a green Jetta and I met him. And and my big brother was on the radio on 88.1 out there. So he okay. was like, listen, um, I'm going to put you on the radio. So I was rapping, thinking, okay, this is going to be the career. I'm, I'm good money. And then Envy started doing his mixtapes. And then him and Clue started going at it. Because mm. if you remember back then. Yeah, because Clue, Clue, Queen's Clue running, another Queen's product. Yeah, Clue was running the mixtape circuit. He's first, the first the first man to put uh mixtape on CD. That's oh, facts. Absolutely. DJ Clue, absolutely. number five. That's yeah. how you know how I know about this hip-hop thing. Facts. And, and, and let's be honest. Facts. Let's be honest. <laughs> Clue literally had angels watching him because there were a lot of people after Clue because he was putting exclusives out mm. that the labels weren't approving yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter at all. He was Number five <laughs> is the first CD. Mm-hmm. Mixtape CD, mm-hmm. DJ Clue, oh, yeah, it, right. it's the green cover. Yep, no, nope, I know that super facts. He that was, was doing summer splashes. Yep. I remember the summer splashes. Yep, and that was when the Locks Locks Family mixtape come out came out too. Yes, and yes. so oh, oh my god, oh yeah, yeah. it's creative. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was that creatives. Man. And uh, and so me and Envy, you know, got got really cool, and you know, he came up to New York because he was starting a bubble, mm-hmm. right. And so when he got back up to New York, I was thinking, okay, so he's already up there making a way. When I get home, because I'm in Virginia now, I'm in Hampton. So when I get home, I'm, a, I'm just going into rapping, and that's it, right? I get home, I get a little, I get a little, little, little shine, right? And, and I'm not gonna blow up the label or anything, because then it would be a whole can of worms oh, open up. Boy. But it didn't happen, and then. Um, I was stuck with wondering what I was going to do, like, mm. professionally. It's pissed that word again. Right. Pivot. There you the, go, the, creators. The I can't tell you. Season, season two, it's all about the pivot. But I have I have to shout out one person, which which we both know, which which me and her both know. Shout out to, to the lovely lady in the background. <laughs> Tia. Tia. <laughs> Tia. She hates it. She's going to hate that. She's like, oh, Tia. God. <laughs> Sorry. So, <laughs> I told you I support you, but I don't shout my name out. Exactly. Look, shout look. my name out. I'm sorry, young lady. We're shouting you out, baby girl. So, Ow! <laughs> so um, we have a mutual friend, and he's the one that actually taught me PR, right? Mm. Because, because what I didn't know was I had a lot of connections, right? Because the label I was with at the time was a very popular label. I got to 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 uh, wear a chain that had their insignia on it. Oh, right? excuse me. So that that made that made kind of New York my oyster, and a lot of connects came from there. So I would concentrate on those connects and hold them tight, mm-hmm. and then I started trying to use them for my advantage. Hey, like, Yo, listen, what can I do? Hey, right? listen, hey. <laughs> and, and then if, if you got a Rolls Royce, you, you're gonna drive you're it. Gonna correct? Drive. You're, not, you're not taking the subway. I'm exactly. not taking the no subway exactly. if I got a Rolls Royce in front of my face. <laughs> you kidding me, fam? Sorry. So, Sorry, my so that was that. And, and um, once he's taught me the game, I understood, 
you know, uh, re- relationships were really big. And, mm. you know, back then it was no social media. Mm-hmm. The internet was in its infancy. So mm-hmm. you had to still do face-to-face like yeah, this. Yeah, right. You know? And so I was like, okay, well, I know fashion, you know, so now how how can I build off of what I knew with fashion and with these connects and make something work? So what I did was, the first thing I did was I started my own business, right? I filed nice. from, I didn't know what type of business I was going to have, hey. but I knew I wanted a business, right? Mm-hmm. Because I had a problem with leadership. Like I didn't like people telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. So if you know your shortcomings, then you have to either work around them or get better at what, you, what, your, what your shortcomings are, mm-hmm. right? So I said, well, I don't like leadership, so that means I'm going to have to take the responsibility on of, of being my own leader, mm-hmm. but that also means making my own money. Right. There's no two week check coming. There's no insurance coming. There's no. And then, you know, for my parents who were traditional, mm-hmm. they looked at me like. So wait, you went to college, did all this, and now you're going to decide to go out on your own and just magically money appears. Like, what are, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was hard not bending to their pressure of go get a job. Go get it, and I knew I didn't. I didn't want one because I, I thought I had enough connects to figure something out, right? So my dad used to always tell me, "Never panic, right?" He said, "Never panic." Oh, yeah, of course not. Then your yeah, mind you can't. can't work right. So I just, I just kept calming down and saying, "My mom will figure it out. My mom will figure it out." So the first thing I did was I wrote a bio for somebody, and then gave me five hundred dollars, right? Mm. And I was like, for just writing. Oh, that's nothing. I write because I, I was rhyming, so I write all day. Like I can oh, write, I do right? So I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is an easy cakewalk." And then uh, that slowed up because it was like, then "Oh, okay, not not a lot of people need that many like, bios." Right? Right. Like I'm not gonna make a living off that. Right. So um, I started meeting people in the press, right? Because I was trying to go back. I was trying to go to Fashion Week, right? I'm, I'm gonna take yeah, y'all back, go back yeah. to Fashion Week, and this is when it was at Bryant Park, right? Yeah, right, right. Let's get, let's get with it. That's what we now. Need. Yeah, let's get with it, cause, now. cause you the creatives, get... yeah. I know, I know, it's some spicy story with that. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm gonna tell you. The I greatest, know. This is the greatest Fashion Week story ever. Yo, I know. Um, yeah, let's get with now, it. Let's get you, with it. If, if everyone remembers the Bryant Park steps, you know how you got to go up the steps. So that was the entrance, right? right. So every day I would go there, I didn't have any passes. I didn't have anybody, right? I wasn't trying to use my father's name. I wanted to be on my own, and I kept getting rejected. Mm. Season after season, kept getting rejected. So one day, I was literally crying in my room because I was just trying to let my frustration out because I was tired. And I was like, okay, you can't just go up and punch somebody. You got to like, so I was eating it and just and just, and just just kind of soaking in my own pity. And my dad was like, yo, what are you doing? He was like, throw on your best suit. Just go out there, act like you belong, and you're good. I'm like, yeah, all right. So I did it. And luck, as luck would have it now, the press knew me so well for being rejected that they were actually rooting for me now. Because you remember, the, the photographers were at the bottom of the steps taking pictures yeah, of the right. and all that. Right. So I showed up that day, and they were like, what's going to be the angle this, today, Chris? I was like, I, I don't know. I said, but I'm going I'm to figure it out. They're like, well, you look better. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at least they know I look better. Mm-hmm. I'm standing there. And I'm, I'm just looking at the guards like, okay, they know me, so I can't, like, say that I have a pass. So uh, Calvin Klein was about to show, right? His mm-hmm. show was coming up. So his team was coming in. So the makeup artist was coming in. The makeup artist team was coming in. And one of the guys said, oh, I love that suit, right? He was like, he was like, who made it? And so I'm talking to him about it. We're walking, talking, walking, talking. And then I hear a slam. And realize I'm behind, I'm in front of, I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the actual show and the door's closed behind me. And I'm like, oh, they let me in because they thought I was with, because he was talking with me. They thought I was with Calvin's team. Hey. And so hey. I, I look hey. back like, oh, hey. I made it. Hey, <laughs> there, there goes your in. The <laughs> Lord said, ha, you got to rise up. Uh. You got to rise up. <laughs> there you go. And so, so then he saw me looking around. And he was like, so what shows are you going to? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is, the, this, is, this is why I always say tell the truth. Truth. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have any past. I just, I've been always wanting to just see what Fashion Week was about. He said, oh, here. He took, my, he took his laminate off and gave it to me. He was like, they know me here. I'm here all the time. He was like, come on, come, on, come with us. Woo! So he walks me backstage. Now I'm backstage at Calvin Klein while they're getting ready. Mm-hmm. And then if anyone knows fashion, Right. So right before they're about to do this show, they do a final walk with mm-hmm. all of the models to kind of time it out to right. make sure everything's right. Right. So they announce backstage, okay, clear backstage, because when final walk comes, everyone has to leave, get in your positions, because the show's about to get going. So they say, everyone clear. 
So now everyone's going and going to their seats, and I'm sitting there like, oh, this is this is the moment. This is the moment they find out I'm getting kicked out. And he looked at me, because I was like, I was like, you know, and he's like, oh, my God. He was like, yo, you were hopeless. Come on. So he takes me to the PR team, and he goes, can you get him a seat? And they sat me in the fourth row. Right? So then I was looking at the PR team before the show started, and I was like, yeah, I want to do what they do, because they look like they have some power, right? And so I was just watching how they moved and watching what they did and watching who was in charge. Mm-hmm. And then the person they sat me next to in the front, in the fourth row was talking to me the whole show. Because back then they gave you a list so you could check off which, which designs you like. So when you talk to them as a buyer or as mm-hmm. press, you know which ones you want to go and review again. And he was talking to me. He was like, oh, what do you think about that? I'm like, oh, it's too short. He was like, how do you know so much about, about fashion? This is a women's collection. I'm like, oh, my dad, you know, my dad's at Bloomingdale's, you know, I've I've been around it a while. He was like, yeah, you know, come to my office. Let's talk more. I just like talking with people that know fashion. I'm like, right. all right, whatever. He gave me his card. Long story short, he ended up being the VP of Reebok. Oh, right? my creator. And, then, <laughs> and literally, yeah, it was and a, y'all know about I, me and Sneakers creatives. I, I'm telling you, it was a it was an old white guy. God rest his soul. He passed, but he gave he gave me the first shot, right? And and um. I told him I didn't know anything about what they were doing. He was like, listen, I want you to head up my active wear. I think you have an eye. And I was like, um, can it be contract work? Because mm. I don't want to be an employee. I want, it, I want it to be through my business. Can you pay through my business? And he was like, yeah, you know, set me up. So then when he said that, I didn't know. I know I said that to him, but I had to go back and find a lawyer and be like, okay, now how do I set this up? Because oh. I need them to pay me. Right. But I don't want to be on their books. I want to be like, right. you know, like right. a contract worker. Right. So they showed me that, and I did that for a few years, and then I wanted to get into high fashion, mm, right? Yeah, yeah and we, no one yeah. was hiring. No yeah. one, no one was trying oh, to yeah, give me a shot. Yeah, and, and you know who treated me the worst? My own people. Yeah. My own people that I thought I could link up with. Yeah, I was afraid that narrative was going to come. Oh yeah, I was afraid. Oh, yeah. I was afraid. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen yeah. I'm gonna tell the truth. Yeah, right. And, and and this is why I go so hard for our culture now because I remember how I felt. You know, I felt like not a good feeling. Trust. Yo, it was it was trash. It was like they they treated me like because I didn't go to FIT or I didn't go to Parsons. You know, it was like uh, or you didn't go to what's the other one? Uh, City Tech in Brooklyn. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't go to any of those. They were like, oh, so what do you know? And then when they found out I wasn't gay. Then they question See, my eye even that's more. That's why I want. That's why I want to get with. That's why I want to go with it. That's why I want to go. With, we keep gag continue because that's that's my next question for you. That's my next question for you. Yeah, After, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want. So. I want. I want. I want to. Really, I want you to really touch in on that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so then that that um that led to me looking for an internship because no one would give me a shot. So for a year, I was I was living off of my savings. Mm. You know, um, no one was paying me, and so I found an internship with this company called GRB Communications. Uh, it was um, a guy that owned the company. He wanted to be an actor, mm. right? He didn't want to do PR. Mm. He kind of inherited the business. Yeah. But so every day he wasn't in the office. Oh. His second in command took me under the wing. I ne- uh, Farah, I, f- I never forgot Farah because I saw him years later. But he took me under the wing and he was like, Chris, uh, do me a favor. You're good at English, right? You're good at like editing. I'm saying, I say, yeah, yeah. He said, edit all these press releases for me, and then send them to the to the contacts. I'm like, all right, cool. Give me the contacts. I'll send them. So then all the PR teams started coming to me and being like, Chris, here, and like they would just throw their press releases on my desk, like edit them, get them out. And now, mind you, I'm an intern, right? But I'm editing before it gets out to the public. But everyone's giving me their contacts. They're like, yo, send this to Cal- send this to uh, Vogue, yeah, send so this to. I hear where this and is I'm going. I'm sitting there like. <laughs> oh, y'all got a wolf in the penthouse. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. And that's, yo, that's exactly what I did. I went like this. And so and so then, uh, long story short, I did that for a little while. And then he was sending me, uh, the owner of the company finally came in. And we were having a deal with uh, Nextel back then. With Nextel. Ooh, Nextel was huge in Mexico. Chirp. Nextel is like, Nextel chirp, then chirp. was like Apple oh, now. Mr. Chirp, right? chirp. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Mr. Chirp, Chirp. And they used to sponsor a show for Oscar de la Renta every yes, season yes. in Mexico City for yes, his own people, yes, right? Yes. So they they wanted me to go out there with Farrar and negotiate a deal because the two owners of Nextel were sending their plane for us to come over there, right? So that was the first time I was in a jet. Mm. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm, I'm not making any money, but this is cool, right? 
And so when we went over there, we had a translator, we had security, because it was in Durango, Mexico. Whoa. And if people know about Durango, Whoa. Mexico, that's that's the hood. <laughs> if you want to know, you can watch that show Narcos. <laughs> right. That on, was the on hood Netflix. Hood. Facts. So we, we, we had a security, um we had a security detail, we had translators, and so Farah got sick while he was out there. So oh, wow. I had to do the negotiations, right? So I did the negotiations through the translator. And let's say we were supposed to negotiate for seven fifty. I ended up getting two point five out of it, right? So then I told Farah, and I was like, "Yo, when we go home, he's gonna be super happy. Maybe you know he'll he'll actually bump me up to a salary because I got him over the the asking price." So I go home. We get back to New York, and everyone in the in the uh, company kind of heard about it. So they're giving me my props. They're like, "Yo, he has to give you a cut of that, like something, like." You got to get like a bonus because you're not even getting paid. So he's got to mm. give you something. So now they hype me up. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to get something. All right, cool. So I go in his office and I talk to him about it. And he says to me, and I mention it, I'm like, so, you know, can I get a little, you know, a little cut on the yeah, side just, to, side just for living a little PC. bit? And he said to me, you're lucky I let you be here. Get out, get out of my office. Damn. Right. So after he said that to me, um, I was kind of embarrassed because when I came out, everyone thought it was good news, and and I didn't want to tell him what he said to me. So um, at that time, it was was it Commerce Bank? I think if it was Commerce, and it wasn't TD, it was Commerce. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Commerce. Yeah, right. That's right. And and that was up the street. So I went to Commerce Bank and I asked him about my business account. I was like, listen, is my business account still open? Because I hadn't put anything in it in so long. I was like, is it? They're like, yeah, it's still open. So I, I went back to the office. I told Farah, I was like, yo, Farah, give me the contacts because I, I think I messed up on an uh, email. I know I want to send something back. So he gave me all his contacts. So I started writing down all the contacts I could of all our clients. I went to Commerce Bank and called all of them. It was like a Jerry Maguire moment. I was calling all, the, all his clients and I was poaching them. And, you know, now that I look back, he could have sued the hell out of me, but he didn't. Yay. But I took about nine clients that day, mm. right? Just because they, the only person they knew were Farrar and me. They never, they never talked to them. So they were comfortable with me handling their project because they thought I already was. Mm. They didn't know I was an intern, right? Because mm. I never had it on any emails. I didn't, I didn't do all yeah, that. Yeah, nah. Actually, so, I don't think you should have. So That's after that, me. so now I, I, the only problem was I bit off more than I could chew mm. because these are major clients, right? Mm-hmm. These aren't people like Tom, Joe, and Harry. Mm-hmm. These are clients that have real budgets. So. I started saying, okay, I need a team. And then I asked Farah, and Farah was like, uh, now I'm doing my own thing. So I said, okay, well, I got to figure it out. So I lost about three of them. I'm going to keep it all the way above. Hey, hey, I, hey. lost, I lost about three of them with, with not knowing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But um, but that set me up, right? And then uh, with that with that setting me up, I started learning the the business of how to actually move in the game. They, that that I that I have, so I started you know getting their agents contacts and I started learning the points of contacts, the people to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we got to always remember, and I want everyone to realize, is that you can never stop learning in your field. Oh yeah, by far right? not. And when you think you know it all, is when you're about to collapse because. Mm-hmm. Trust me, the game is going to change in 10 seconds. Right. You're going to be the one. I mean, look at everyone in basketball. Look at how Chris Paul had to reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony. Had, yeah. Come on. Right? A lot of people. A lot so, of people. So, um, so that was that was, that was was kind of my foray into it. But, uh, but yeah, that, I'll, I'll let you ask some questions. Yeah, yeah no, that's what's up. No, I, yo, listen, that was great. No, listen, <laughs> that was a great kicker. Let me tell you, my creators, <laughs> you know what it is here on Cuts. You know what I'm saying? We want you to understand of the people and the guests that we have on here because when you come into this field, this fashion field is no joke. This isn't no, no oh, wow, you can look at it on social media. Oh, I could do that too. No, this is no, no joke. No, it's real deal. This is it's the real, real deal. deal. It's a real deal. Let's segue into what I wanted to ask you before when mm-hmm. you had even mentioned about it, mm-hmm. being a heterosexual man. Mm-hmm. And a, let's keep it a buck. And, you know, to the LBGTQ community, mm-hmm. I am not shaming. I am not, you know, Absolutely. going against anything. Mm-hmm. But- Let's just keep it a buck. Predominantly mm-hmm. gay-oriented mm-hmm. genre or industry thereof, for you to even be the heterosexual man, I'm not saying heterosexuals can't do it, right. but let's just keep it a buck here to not even even be remotely shunned upon. Like, I would understand, mm-hmm. you know, the shunning would, would, would come. It's mm-hmm. going to come. But then for, for you, even I've witnessed it. <laughs> Seriously, this is no bullshit. 
there's really no shunning with you. There's no, there's no like, it's like, oh, well, Chris was always here. All right. It's like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? You know so what I want like. you to know, no, bad, but I want you to really take my creatives into that okay. to really like help them understand, even for me, even mm-hmm. further understand how the process to break down that barrier mm-hmm. and to have things be so copacetic mm-hmm. in a, in a, you know, strenuous yet real stern and prestigious field. Mm-hmm. You know, take mm-hmm. take us into that. So, so what you said is right. I mean, uh, we used to call it the gay mafia, right? Because it felt like they ruled the game, right? And and there was nothing wrong with it, but it was just figuring out what could, what, how could you get in there to where you didn't offend anybody, right? But still understood that. You wanted a you wanted to be in there as well because you knew what you were doing and you, you so, knew you belonged right. So what I did was I embraced. So I already knew first and foremost I knew the parameters of the game I was playing. Right. Right. So everyone, a lot of people that didn't know me personally didn't know whether I was gay or not because of how I was dressing. You know, I was dressing like very metrosexual. You know, very very uh you know fitted outfits and clothing and and custom and everything. Right. And and then the 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 uh, gay men or or even gay women that I intru- that that I met, I always asked them for guidance. That that was the first thing to break down the defenses. Mm-hmm. When they don't feel like when when someone doesn't feel like you're threatening them, and right. instead you're trying to respect them and say you have knowledge. Can I? Can you share it with me? Right. That was the first thing I would do. I would tell them what was going on on my end. And then I would ask them their opinion and ask them if they were interested in getting down on the project. Right. Because I always needed help anyway. So, you know what they started doing? They started embracing me because they embraced me because they knew, one, I wasn't a threat. Right. right? They said, this guy's bringing money to the table. Right. Two, uh, I embraced their culture and tried to learn their perspective because at the end of the day, uh, my mom and my dad always taught me, you know, a human is a human, right? So everyone deserves that much respect as just being a human. Mm-hmm. So I would treat them no differently than anyone else. Listen, I just want to learn, you know, I, what what can you, what can you because teach me? Because that's your end goal. And then, you know, it, I kept being in places where it was, it was very rare to see a black man in there and a straight black man in there. Right. right. So every time I was in the room... And it was predominantly, uh, you know, uh, gay or 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 anyone anyone of that of that uh, aesthetic or nature. I respected them. I respected their craft. I respected their work. Right. And I would study their work. So when I did meet anyone, I could have a conversation with them about their work. Mm. And that's when they started taking to me a lot because, and that's when when you say there's no shunning because I've already gone through the steps of letting them know that I respect them first and foremost. And I respect your, your choice about who you love. That's no one's business but you and God, right? Correct. Handle your business fine. But in this industry, uh, people never saw me as a threat. They always saw me as, oh, he's just getting a little, you know, little piece of the pie over there. And that's how I moved throughout the whole game until uh, it was at the point where they started noticing I was doing the hiring and I was doing the the, the actual leading of her, of the projects, but then I was hiring them. So right. they still weren't mad that I was <clears throat> now leading them, but then someone did approach me and say, you know, it, it's crazy how you surpass me and I've had years in this before you. And I said, it's not, it's not that I surpassed you. I took a different path. Right. How you look at success is how you view the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I didn't see me surpassing them. I just saw you're working for a company, right? So you have a ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm working for myself. There is no ceiling. Mm-hmm. So what what you can't do, I can do. What you right. can't say, right. I can say. Right. So when you want to stand up for yourself, you have to sometimes eat what you want to say because you want that check. Right. I didn't have to eat what I had, what right. I wanted to say, right? Right. So because you knew your value, right? And I you and, I, your and I was aggra- I was aggressive. So. Right. So when it came time for the LBGT uh, Q community to uh, embrace me, it wasn't hard because I'd already fit into the landscape. Mm. You know, it was it was more of a choice decision of, okay, look, I could either try to show them, listen, I'm not that way, but 
I'm still me, or just say, let's respect the craft because right. we're all in this for the craft. Right. right. And so once they started learning, I wasn't in there to just hustle the craft. I was in there to nurture it and, and grow it further. They embraced me to the point where um, I didn't have to worry about being shunned anymore. All I was worrying about were, was the work and making sure everyone was doing the right projects. And that's what, you know, a lot of people, because I was in women's, they, they, was, they would ask me that. And, and they would say, you know, are you, are you gay? And, and, of course, they would say, no offense, you know, right after it. And I'm like, none taken. I said, it's no, it's no, it's no offense that should be taken if I was gay. Right. That's what I would first tell them. Right. Like, let's get that straight. Like, I'm not, I'm not offended if you think I'm gay. That's a question, Right. I know who I am. I know right. what I am. That's what matters. So I, I would I would always say, no, I, I said, no, I'm not gay, but I have a lot of gay friends and I respect them. So they would, they, and, and, then when, and I always look at who's in my room, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know, when you speak, yeah. you got to watch who's looking. That so up. they would hear me always going to bat for them and saying, listen, this guy, when he, when, when he didn't know we were around, he still respected us. And I did. You know, I, I don't care who you are in, in fashion. The only matter. person I have a problem with, the only people I have problems with are people that are trying to do quick flips because they bring down the property value mm -hmm. of your industry. Right. right. And, so, the, and the prestige. And the prestige. So my biggest problem, forget about LV, the, the LVGTQ community. My biggest problem was social media. Right, because when social media came, I in. want, I want, yeah. Let's 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 get on that. Let's, <laughs> let's get on that. Now that Wait, save 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 that ball. Let's get on that. That's my next question for you. Like, do you feel the gift and the curse with social media mm -hmm. has hindered fat the fashion world, even to a point where even New York Fashion Week is starting to lose its valor? Take mm -hmm. take us into that. Uh. It's so funny. We did a room on Clubhouse about this. I, I feel like social media was um, a bigger curse than it was a gift. Okay. Right. Take us into that. Because uh, it opened the floodgates, but what it let in were people that didn't need to now learn the industry. They didn't mm. need to appreciate the, the, the craft anymore. And the culture. And the culture at all. And they didn't Jeez. respect those that came before them because there was no need to because they didn't have to go through them anymore. Right now, Dang. it's like you can. So this is what social media did. Social media allowed people to literally pretend that they were doing more than the people that were actually in the game. That's crazy. Right? Same, same thing in hip hop. Right. Same thing oh, yeah. In, in every industry. A, 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 every industry. Every, everything in entertainment is crazy. Uh, and so that started being a problem when. And just the internet itself. I mean, when 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 it, when it went to Lincoln Center from Bryan Park Fashion Week, uh, and and shout out to Eddie Mullen, he created a Fashion GPS. That was the first digital tickets, right? Good guy. I sat down and talked with him, and we really had a one on a heart to heart about you know the the goods and the bads. But the bad thing was the the second day of Fashion Week, the first year it was in Lincoln Center, I found a loophole, right? I said I gave someone. Because they were mailing, they now you were emailing tickets. So I gave someone mine. I said, go ahead, go through. Because I know I'm, I'm actually Christopher Colley, right? I said, go through, let them scan you. They went through, let them, let you know, they scanned. Yeah, but they were in. Right. Right? They're in. They're like, they text me, yo, I'm in, good looking. I come in, they're like, oh, no, you were already scanned. I said, well, you, I said, pulled out my ID, I said, I'm Chris Colley. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, this is me. They're like, oh, they're like, it must be a glitch. And they said, go ahead. Now I've realized, oh, I can do that with, as many people as I want. So now you don't know who I'm bringing in, right? I, there's no curation now. Yeah. Now the curation is gone. And so with social media, the thing with, with, <laughs> with, with social media now is it brought in so much white noise that, that, wasn't needed. Hard to, that, that and that was hard to concentrate on who's actually doing something in who's, fashion. Yeah, who's the real and, deal. And rips on what we started to now elevate. And now it's like, Everyone's in there, right? So I, it came to a head when Tommy Hilfiger did a show. Mm -hmm. He had an entire section for uh, influencers from social media. Right. And literally, there was only two pictures that were posted of his actual show. All the rest of those pictures were of the influencers just in the show. That's all they posted. So none of the influencers gave him any love, any <clears throat> life. Which is crazy. 
which is crazy. Bye, not to cut, not cut into the no, thing. Good. It's crazy. Like, because my thing is this, right? And I've always talked about on many platforms. Mm -hmm. I'm like, when are we going to care about the value and, and the prestige of things? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? When is there going to be a care or a fucks given about the prestige? Because my thing is this, right? Even, mm -hmm. even, even of the independent, right? right? Independent industry, right? Right. Don't uh, why well, fight hard for it mm -hmm. because I'm of it. Even right. though I, I, I was a semi mainstreamer, right, 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 right. But my thing, I've always told the people in the independent, I'm like, yo, y'all can't expect us to have a value if you're not respecting the value. That, like, you're like it's like it's common sense. Period. You can't come to me on my platform and don't think after a while if my platform risen with its value that there's not going to be a fee. Right. Or for that matter, for anything that I do, if I produce your show or produce anything thereof, that there's not going to be a fee. Yeah. Same thing goes, that's how come the mainstream is the mainstream. Because everybody in mainstream knows that there's going to be a fee. Well, how about this? We talked about it uh, before we started recording. I said uh, I dressed up for you. Right. Because I wanted to show the respect that I have for my own people. Right. Because if this was Forbes... I damn sure would have dressed up, right? right? So why don't we do it for our own people? And I Correct. see that re repeating so much in our industry, in the entertainment industry. And look, think about this. When we have the BET Awards, right? Right. Look at the red carpet, mm -hmm. right? All the rappers, whatever, whatever, right? They were in, you know, back in the, now, now we're talking the 2000, like earlier 2000. Yeah, you can say, right? we, can, we, can, we can mark it off, like, let's say, like, 92 to, like, maybe 2005. Okay, so 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 let's look at 13 the 13 year stretch. So let's look at the BET Awards, right? right? Look, look look at the red carpet. Look at the Grammys red carpet. Why did you find the tux for the Grammys? But right. You couldn't find one for the BET Awards. Right. Right? We're showing our we're showing those who are looking at our culture from the outside how much we respect our own people. Right. Because I remember People were showing up on the BET Awards red carpet with a Hennessy bottle and and, and looking, but then at the Grammys you're suited and booted. So you showing who you respect the most, and it's not our culture. So so don't get mad when they're showing you exactly what you showed them, which is why should we respect your culture? You just showed us you don't respect it. And right. it's the same thing with, with 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 fashion now and with entertainment. It's like everyone wants to be luxury, right? But when we say you want, okay, so you want to be luxury, and, mm -hmm. and and I and people come to me all the time about this black luxury, and I'm like, look, you want to be luxury, but all the luxury that you have is from European brands. Right? Exactly. So you're not even buying black luxury. So how are you trying to sell it to our people when you don't even subscribe to it? You only subscribe to it like I'm, I'm not. Getting, that's no, a whole no, I feel no. Hey, 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 hey! Listen, but, listen. But, you, hey, it is what it is. That, that's 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 what we need to start. That's what doing has to first. be done. We have to start respecting our culture and. Uh, and when I, and and the same thing with Andre Leon Talley, just to touch on that a little. Yeah, please um, touch on that, man. You know, I, I know a I, lot I of hate, people. I hate, I hate to hear what's happening. Yeah, with that I mean, situation. you know, I know, I mean, I've had chances to, to to meet him a few times. He's not the nicest guy, right? He's not he's not warm and fuzzy. Like he 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 treats you a lot of times like you're lucky to be in my presence, right? Okay, cool. I I respect that. I get that, right? But what's going on with him now? Because he did this book, and, and and I talked about this with my mom, too, because my mom was asking me, like, you know, can you reach out to him? I'm like, Mom, you 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 giving me way too much credit. Like, I can't reach out to Andre Leon Talley and ask him how he's doing. Like, I'm not that good. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at it like everyone else. But the thing is, we're starting to bash him, right? Like, I was in a room the other night, and they were bashing on they like, well, yeah, see, he stepped on so many toes. He should have opened more doors. Da, 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 da. See, this is this is what happens to you. And I'm like, that's cool. And I respect and I understand that. But white people who don't who don't like what certain white people do, they're still gonna say, All right, I'll give them a pass. Cause we will help bash and tear down our own folks. Nonsense. It's crazy. And like yeah, he's not the greatest person. I admit that. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to speak that behind closed doors. Man. I'm not going to speak that in public Man. because oh we have enough against us as is now. And right? especially for fashion. See, oh. that's the thing. Like, all right, hip-hop is hip-hop. You right. know what I'm saying? And I'm not bashing hip-hop. Right. Hip-hop is hip-hop. 
entertainment is entertainment per se. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get the cancel culture, whatever. Okay, right. whatever. But fashion, it's a different element because of how the difficulty of to get into it is. Regardless right. of what social media has broken down the difficulty of, it's the difficulty of it. So right. not only if you're not, if you're black, right, that's already a difficulty and a half. Raise the bar up crazy high to the fucking scene. Right. Right? One, boom. If you get, are gay or not gay, that's another cl- added on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or how knowledgeable of fashion are you? Because right. it's not just one little section of fashion. Right. This is world, international. You have to know. That internet, let me tell you. Right. Whew. Yeah. No, but no, but you know, also too, you know what I'm saying? For us to just automatically do it just like how you bash somebody in hip-hop or in sports mm. or whatever, to not even remotely remotely come to terms and think like, oh, shit, this man went through a lot and it's fashion. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the crazy part of right. it. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. It's just and, fucked and, out. No, no, and, and, and you're right about that. And it's and it's something that we need to address with our own selves and our own culture of we, we want everyone to respect who we are, right? right. However, do we respect the others that we feel should be respecting us. Mm. And 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 how does that look in the face of fashion right now? Cause I'll be honest, when people ask me about fashion, um I was I was tailing my way out of it, right? I was I was going into media. I was like, you know what, I've done what I can do in fashion. And now it seems like it's the Wild West and and I don't want to be a part of that. But then someone reminded me, they were like, Chris, you have to at least have some toes in the game. So you could at least educate those that are coming that in. are coming in, right? Yeah. And I and I want to do that because, and this is why I started the uh, the the Black Fashion Congress mm-hmm. because there's a black there's a black and fashion council, and I would give them respect, but they are dealing with the people that are black that are in fashion right now in the industry in the established industry. The Black Fashion Congress we deal with the mob, right? Because there's a whole group nine gazillion people that didn't get in the industry that are still trying to figure it out, that are still trying to make their, their clothing lines happen. Who's managing them? Who's letting them understand, okay, look, your value proposition and your positioning in the marketplace is wrong. You haven't come up with who your target audience is. Mm-hmm. You haven't understood your property value in as far as your, your, your lines and your sheets and how you're going to produce. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a fashion week show when you can't produce 50 of the, 50% of the pieces that you're showing? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're coming to the shows with maybe at best, what, five? When you're supposed to come with, if I'm not mistaken... And I'm and I'm really trying to be accurate <laughs> with this. Maybe at best twenty five thirty, yeah, Dep- yeah. depending depending upon the collection, the type, the collection, right. and then the type of show, right? Per se, right. Right. the big, the smaller show. I mean, yeah, you bring a small line, like maybe ten, right? But right. the bigger the show, it should be for a collection, yeah. And then and then they don't understand cohesion. They don't understand mm. cohesiveness. They don't understand looking at color palettes. Right, uh, they don't understand color blocking. They don't understand Pantone. It's it's just a lot that that, that social goes media into. has eliminated. Yeah. Like which like is skin bad. tones. Look at skin tones. You know what colors show up best on skin tones? Darker skins usually show up very good on rich and bright colors because that contrast makes it work. Right. So that's why if you look at Vogue or any of these magazines, when it's an African woman or African man, they have them. They usually have really nice colors on them or they put them in a white because it shows so well on their skin. It's things like that. that, And then it's selection of models, us giving a damn about how our line is presented, how we move as far as the culture of our fashion world, because we're getting sold to and we have the biggest buying power in the world, in the world. And we own one percent, maybe of our. I mean, look at Rihanna, and and, and here's what I, I, I'll I'll leave it on this: Rihanna and Jay are two of the most successful people in the game, right? Jay just did the deal with Moet Hennessy, right? He sold fifty percent of Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. right? Rihanna, so you know, got uh, did the LVMH deal for Fenty, 
Right. And now that's the now they you know they can put out their press release that that's stopping. And they're right. going ahead with Savage instead of just Fenty. Right. right. One, they overpriced themselves out of the market. They they were putting they were putting uh top pieces for nine hundred dollars, which was crazy. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was in, in this in this time. It was, a, it was yeah, it was a blown it was a whole blown strategy overall. Like, can you imagine a person going up there using Klarna or Afterpay? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, and I have Afterpay. Yeah, I, have, you know, I have do and, too. And Afterpay helps move the products that are a little costly, that are a little more because it gives them increments that they can pay in. Right. But nine hundred dollars yeah. for a top? Like, no, nah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying that much. No, no. No, you're bugging. So, so here's my here's my what I always question. Rihanna, your line was going successful as Fenty, right? I remember we did a, a campaign spot for them with, for uh, for the beauty part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And Jay Ace of Spades is the most successful champagne, right? Why would you sell anything? Why do we build to sell to other people other than ourselves? What it, it's something about our psyche where we don't feel accepted until we involve others. Mm. We just don't. It, it, mm. I mean, let, let's take the most blackest of black, Spike Lee. Right. Right? What does Spike Lee always say? I don't need an Oscar. I don't care about all that. I care about the... Okay, cool. You got an NAACP award. I remember when we gave him the award. Right. right? He went up there, super cool. I want to thank everyone. You know, cool. When they announced his name for that Oscar, did you see how he ran up that line and jumped in Samuel L. Jackson's arms and hugged him full embrace? You showed them, no matter what you said, you showed them how much you cared about that acceptance that you made it. And you didn't feel you made it. Even with all the do the right thing and all that, you show what you really thought and how you really wanted that acceptance from Massa again, mm. right? I don't know what it is in our psyche that it, it's been a it's been a long process. <sighs> we have to Man. re-educate ourselves on. Listen, we are enough because we don't we don't feel that. I'll tell you. Think about this: someone that's written up about in, in Fob or Black Enterprise, they'd be like, "Oh, cool, thanks." If you're written about in Forbes, they're gonna promote that for the next maybe two weeks. Why? Because you value their acceptance more than our culture. I'll, I'll say this. I think for me, it stems back from the concept of the Willie Lynch letter. Mm. In a sense, when, you know, the part of the letter when it talks about, you know, how you break us down, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like the adulation, mm-hmm. the respect for them, make them respect us versus respecting themselves. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the concepts still linger. I mean, yeah, we can have the big debate of, okay, is the letter true or not? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But the concepts of the letter mm-hmm. still live within our communities. Absolutely. Tremendously. So Absolutely. definitely what you said is Absolutely. definitely pinpointing on that. And we, and, we have to, and we have to start breaking that down. You know, we have to start accepting that we are enough. Right. Like, like that is why when you asked me to be here, I was I was I was like, oh, I'm getting suited and booted because I would rather I've always been accepted by them, right? And this is what I shouted out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I said, it's crazy. All of my press has come from them. No one you're you're the you're the first person in our culture to ever do anything about. What? Get the fuck out of here, Chris. I'm not okay, listen, Chris. I appreciate you, but I, I don't fucking believe that. Go 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 serious? back go back on go back go on my I mean excuse me go on my website and look at all my press hits all my press hits Esquire, uh, Global Fashion Network, uh, AOL. It's it, I've never been written up by my own culture ever. What ever ever? If you're crazy, ever <laughs> ever. You think I'm playing? Yeah? You think I'm playing? Ever what ever? Chris, that's insane. Chris, Ever. that's his, Chris. I know, you've been in the game I know, since '93. I know day twenty. I've been in the game. Was assisting. Yo, I've been in the game no since. I've been in the game since '06. Mm-hmm. You have what? That's what twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Am I correct on that? In mm-hmm. years wise, mm-hmm. okay. You double me in years. So you're telling me the person that you're doubling mm-hmm. in years in this industry mm-hmm. is the first person. Get the fuck out of it, Chris. Chris. That's that's asinine. The benchmarks here and just and just what it is. And I'll be honest, the reason I did the benchmark series was because of celebrating our culture. Right. And and I felt and let me backtrack on one thing. I was asked to be on Fox Soul. 
Okay. Because of the Benchmark series. Right? Wow. But I'm going to leave it there because, oh, man. because oh, I can, right, get, yeah, I can that, get ugly with that. Oh, I'm not God. going to. Yeah, I'm not going under, to. Chris, oh, <laughs> I'm yo, not going to get ugly on it, but I do speak oh, truth. Oh, man. But I Shout out to my lady. Up. I'm about to botch up the Spanish term. <laughs> Ay, Dios mío. Like, what is going on here? But, <laughs> but, yo, but baby, you know. I'm baby, my woman. I'm sorry. I, I botched that shit up. But just you don't understand right now what, what's just been told here. This is crazy. But I, I'll tell you this. The Benchmark series came from uh, shout out to Dory again we had a um, a platform called Luxport okay and that was supposed to be like the the black Forbes that we were trying to do now was this when was this around when me you and Drury connected back and we were at Alpha uh, at the Alpha Romero Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo? Yeah. yeah. Was mm-hmm. that around that time? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Ooh. And God, so God we had creative. a part called uh, uh, the Not good. Okay, not good. Yeah. My creatives. That's a, for me. That was like top five event in my in my lifetime. My creative. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, anyway, that's 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 neither here. That's yeah, that, another thing. That, my that event. They. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good event. <laughs> that was a good event. <laughs> that was a good event. <laughs> a lot. A lot of important figures went there. Absolutely. Lot, very. Absolutely. Very much. A lot of important figures went there. Absolutely. And so. So we had something that I came up with that I wanted to do for that site, and we were interviewing people, right, uh, for for that site, and it came it came to it came to pass where it didn't go well as far as overall without without team, right. So I still thought that concept was good. I'm like, it's people who re- reached a certain benchmark in their career, right. But I wanted to be our people, though, right. right. So. What I started doing first was I, I just called people I knew. You know, Nick Storm was my first guest. You know, it was people I knew. Daytuan was like the second guest or third guest. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Daytuan. Even though I never been involved. Oh man, <laughs> listen. <laughs> oh my God. I still We're not doing the, it. When, listen, when it's my turn, Chris, I make the call. Listen, listen here. When it's listen, my turn, I make I, the oh, call. Oh, oh, sorry, let, let's let you know we're not going to do this. <laughs> Remo's been good. Remo had a good campaign. Good night, the nicey nice campaign. Ha ha ha. You know, not no, not no, the no. oh Remo, you Hollywood. I don't know if I could tell you campaign. It, it's been a nice, nice, nicey, nice campaign, sir. So let's just keep it at that. Sir. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. So, 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 no, no, because Daytuan is super cool. Yeah, shout out Daytuan, man. But um, so uh, Daytuan, you know, I just called people I knew in the beginning right. that I just felt like I wanted to hear their story because I was a fan of them, right? So that's why the interviews come off and the people like it because I'm not asking questions that are staged, I'm asking them, like, I just, I've always wanted to know oh, these things, right, right? Right, And so then, here's the funny part. When I started doing it, it started picking up momentum, and then I believe it was around the time when I did either Melissa Ford or Tahiri. I can't remember which one it was. But then I checked the numbers after that, and we were, we were approaching a million views, right? Whew. We were approaching a million, excuse me, a million impressions. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was like, you know, well, in you know, both weeks. those yeah. both those women, shout right. out to both of them, right? You know, and, and that was like three, that was like three weeks or four weeks in, right? right. And I was like, oh, okay, this is starting to pick up. Mm. So then, what I wanted to be real cautious with who I had on because I didn't want to go the celebrity route, right? Yeah. I didn't want to start just drowning it with celebrities. So I started picking celebrities that were new, like the uh, lead from the Boomerang series, yes, t- t- uh, Tatiana um, Jackson, yes, Tatiana Jackson, got her. He got uh, an Olympian, you know, and and so that series and to this day, I don't care if you have 10 followers. I don't care if you have a million followers. Yeah, it's about the impact. It's about the impact to the the culture. Yeah, definitely. Facts. And that's why it was so important important to have you on because it was the impact of the culture and you were starring in 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 a movie that is directly about our culture. So not having you on would have been crazy. Right, first story. I pre- no, I appreciate it. Anyway. I appreciate it because, like I said, you know, as as I started, you know, with this episode saying, mm-hmm. you know, it was a long time coming. Yeah, you know, because we've, we've always crossed paths. We always cross yeah. paths. And, you know, Harlem, you know, Harlem thing. So it's always going to be a cross path. And this you man was saying? a beast on the court, too. Yeah. Hey, 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 don't want to say man. that, but he used to be hey, a beast man. on that court. Hey, man, we're going to leave that alone, man. <laughs> used to be a I'm retired. I'm court. good. <laughs> those years, those Remo years are good. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm fine. People that I've I've battled with. We're good friends. We're not enemies. You know, if I see Remo, oh, I'll cut your ass, Remo. Uh, no, it's fine. Like, you know, I, and I appreciate that. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Um, Yeah, no, that's dope, man. And and, uh, and I was honorable to even be on that platform because of 
you know, Blue Line just dropped. Right. You know, so right. it was like, damn. We need this. It just we dropped. Need, we need. All right, we need we to need, talk about this. We needed. We needed it. I said, you know what? All right, Chris, let's do it. Let's yep. let's, let's rock and roll. Yep. You know, and, and then, like I said, when I presented about you know the cross branding, that's just my route. You know, right. this year with season two, I've been I, I'm going to cross brand right. with more figures as far as like if, if uh, platform oriented, media oriented, or in the same field I'm in because I feel that energy. And and as you stated before. I don't want it to be in a situation where I'm not getting them on the platform. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is crazy. I still can't get over that. Yeah. I still can't Never. get over that. Never. 28 fucking plus years. No. Never. And I'm the only, and, and I'm not patting my back or tooting my own I horn. Am. I'm not doing fine. You can. <laughs> and I'm the only one out of only the one. culture in the 28 Never. that said, oh, let's Never. get him. Ever. And, and I mean, in I, our own I culture? Could, How? I could, I could list, I could list. Well over a hundred people that I directly know in in those in those in those media outlets uh, from editor in chiefs down, and you know I've never pressed them about it or anything, but and you know they know my work. They've been to the shows. They've 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 sat front row at my shows, and but it's been thanks, you know. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know. It, it's 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 whatever, you know. But but I I say this, uh, if you stay bitter. Right, yeah, then, you, you gotta then, keep moving. Then you you're only hurting yourself. Self, right? Yeah, you self sabotage so, yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And, and this is why I did the benchmark series because I wanted to celebrate others. Yeah, right? and, and and also I bring the value. You put the pressure. Absolutely. But the pressure now brings the value. What you now tremendously because like I said, that's why I did the intro the way I did the intro <laughs> when I when I when I when I was coming up before your show. That's why I did the IG story. <laughs> the way I did it because I had to let it be known. Like, hey, listen. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Chris got the got, got the got the benchmark. Guess what? So now you got the Ruger spread. Yeah, so now, yeah, now, yeah. We're, now, we're, now I'm gonna talk now, my shit. Yeah. Now here's here's what's gonna happen. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure now it's like oh shit, fucking Remo's on it too. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna go. Oh, it's going. He's it's gonna gone. go. It's going. The people I have, the people I have lined up. Yeah, are crazy. I seen it. I, I seen that, and, and I was like, yo, I have, yo, I told myself. Before 2021 ends. Like, you were on my list. I said, yo. I'll be honest. I had. The Bonnie to- Waters interview that I just did with the president of K-Swiss. Yeah. People hit me up after that like, bro, how are you getting these people? And I'm like, this is what I'm trying to tell you guys. You got to connect. You you have to you have to build relationships. Your network is your network. Right. And, and I think social media now is making people forget about. The relationship, mm-hmm. yeah, you may know them because they they like your page, hey, or they put a picture with you. But nah, what's happening past that? Exactly. exactly. What's happening past exactly. that? Exactly. Ah, Chris, ah, we came to this point of the of the of the podcast episode, man. Real talk. Mm. Give my creatives mm. your top three advice mm. or motivational quotes. Okay, got you. First one is easy. My the quote I always say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I told this to someone, and I just always stuck with it. Those who work hard become a hard worker. Mm. Those who work smart become the hard worker's boss. Mm. So I always remember that quote, and that's mm. what I live by. Right. Second, second, the, the the piece of advice I would give everyone is make sure you understand the game or the mm. industry that you are in, mm-hmm. and respect it. Because if you respect it. People will recognize that respect that you have mm-hmm. and treat you and treat you accordingly. Mm-hmm. So always make sure you respect the industry and make sure you are always learning. Yeah, right? by far. always learning. By far. The last thing I'll say is, whomever you pray to, yeah, no judgment. Mm-hmm. Make sure that mm-hmm. what you're doing aligns with those values, right, and not society's values, right? Because you can lose yourself in any industry with not having grounded feet in whomever you pray to or believe to right. or believe in. So please, please keep yourself grounded in that aspect and never lose who you are. Right. That's Woo! It. That's it. Chris, we all should know <laughs> the fashion guy. We all should know where to follow you at, sir. But please let my creators know and people know where to follow you at, sir. Cool. Uh, on my Instagram, um, Sat Fashions Guy NY. Uh, you could also go to my website, fashionsguyny.com, or you can go uh, to the Black Fashion Congress, or you can go to the Benchmark Series. Either of those, uh, my my assistants will let me know the messages coming through, 
or if you just direct directly DM me, Reem knows I answer my DMs. Oh, yes, 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 I, yes. I, this I, man I, plays no games. This man plays no games. Like, literally, I ain't going to lie to you, yo. Even with the whole exchange of us doing this platform, I think literally, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m., 6, it, 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 was it was on the pop. Going, I was like, oh, yeah. shit, damn, all right. He was even shocked when I had to wake up exactly. early in the morning. He's like, oh, shit, damn, Remo, you up? Yeah. Exactly. Got to get, exactly. get, get, get it. Got to get it. Got to get it. Got to get it. I'm on California time. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but no. Real talk, yo, Chris, man. It is a pleasure, my brother. Absolutely. Thank you, Same man. Here. Real Absolutely, talk. This is this man. was this Absolutely. was excellent. My creators, we went through another journey. You know what it is, man. It's another edition of Cuts Podcast. Also, two shouts to Floss Magazine. Floss Magazine. You know magazine. what I mean? You know what it is. You know what's up. Pound that chest. You know the slogan, baby. Come on, <laughs> man. Woo! <laughs>